new episode of live evil pod fans listeners we're here we're back again we're talking the aftermath of world i can't believe it's only been you know just a few short days ago and i have no pleasure than to introduce the for the first time on this pod robert Sorensen from talking tsm how are you doing Ah, oh, I am doing good, Chris. I'm happy to be on here and uh, looking forward to a great conversation. Absolutely. I am excited. I know your content. I know the show that you've been doing, talking TSM for a while. Have you hit 100 episodes yet? I believe so. Oh, way yeah. past that. Yeah, I'm like, God, I don't know. I'm in season three. That's all mm. I can really remember at this point. Oh, I think man. I'm like maybe around 150. Yes. I've only caught like this year starting this year, but the show you're due is amazing for everyone that wants to get solid TSM news and advice from a very heady person who wants to take up the, you have a lot of courage, I will say, to take up the, uh, the, the <laughs> this platform to talk TSM because I've been to the Reddit, I'm scared, I've talked to people on Discord, I am scared, but the takes that you give certainly are, uh, you know, objective uh good and you'll get solid and good information from there well thank you yeah i i try i mean the thing with tsm fans is while they are a bit uh malicious at times uh i would say the the good part about them is they are fiercely loyal to the team um so you know as long as you're out there just saying hey you know this is just where i'm at with it and you can accept it or not it's up to you Mm. um I, you know, I haven't gotten too many uh, threats of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the 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 only reason why they would be as passionate as they are is because they love the team, or you know, they're mm-hmm. tied to the team in some way. And so, uh, the exciting reason why I have you on as well is because you were on, you know, in person for these events for Worlds. Worlds hasn't been in NA since 2016, ever I believe. And so, we got a lot to cover in. You know, let me just start with the first question to you. Um, you know, what was your experience going into these uh, events? Uh, like, which ones did you attend? So let me start with that one. Which one did you attend? You know, what was your expectation going in? And did they meet them or you were exceeded them? Or, you know, some things could have been better. What is your thought? So, yeah. So I've been fortunate enough to go to, I think, the last six or seven uh, LCS championships um, as media, which has been pretty cool. Um, and, you know, that certainly left an impression on me when heading into Worlds. Uh, we didn't have anybody at GameHouse go to uh, Mexico City, uh, mostly because of passport stuff. But yeah. 
Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to go to the second week of New York, uh, and the venue itself was pretty awesome. Um, you know, it was a little smaller than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it only held a little less than 6,000 people. So that was certainly something that I was a little surprised by. But then when you think about it, you know, they had three weeks in New York and you needed to, ha- you know, fill four days. So, mm-hmm. you know, they got about 60,000 people out, I would say, you know, give or take uh, over those three weeks. So, I mean, that's pretty su- pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the venue was really cool, honestly. Um, you know, outside uh, of the fact that I uh, was trying to get pictures for work and I may or may not have almost stepped in front of the super important camera when C9 won their game. Uh, <laughs> I got yelled at by somebody. But, yeah, it was it was cool. And then, uh, yeah, San Francisco was amazing. Um, I decided I really wasn't I, – I couldn't go down to Atlanta. I, I, I wanted to really bad to meet up with a bunch of people, but I was just – I knew I was going to burn out and get sick or something because mm. – yeah, um, I've been traveling travel. a lot this year, mm-hmm. so um, you know, I I just I made the decision not to, but but San Francisco was really freaking cool. I'm not gonna lie to you, um, being able to be at a World's Finals and seeing twenty thousand ish people <sighs> just losing their minds. The opening show, as much as everybody was weird about it, apparently online, uh, at least initially. <laughs> Uh, I can tell you in person, it was pretty amazing and we didn't even have the good seats for it. So, um, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Mm, That's amazing to hear. It's gifts. It makes me jealous. I I didn't get to attend any of it and it's in home soil. Who knows when the next time NA will be back, but hearing from you, hearing from the folks who went to Atlanta, just like, "Mm, I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta convince my wife, first of all, to let me go. It's important. It's fun. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll come. There. So, I'm jealous. Like you can. I don't know if you can tell from my voice. So, you were there for both work and as a fan to watch all of that. And just mm-hmm. let us know. Let the viewer kind of see it through your eyes. Like, what were some of the things that really made the the trip like exciting and that people should go if they get ever get a chance. At least for LCS finals, those are amazing too. Yeah, I will say the and people are not going to like this, but the stage for LCS Finals was absolutely incredible. I would actually argue the stage for LCS Finals in Houston and Chicago were better than Worlds Finals, mm. um, which you know a lot of people probably wouldn't like. But um, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in New York was was such a cool atmosphere um, because while I love the stadium vibe. The stadium vibe felt very um, for 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 World's Finals. There were times where like I didn't get the same energy, right? Mm. Like mm-hmm. during the big plays and the big kills, sure. But like when Silver Scrapes came up, that felt a little fumbled. But Uh-oh. then, yeah, that was a little disappointing. I'll be oh. honest with you. I really thought people were gonna get into it, and it took them like three times of like having somebody come out and be like, "Come on, like let's get into it," uh. and I was just like. Come on, guys! Like this silver scrapes, scrapes at worlds at one of the best best of fives we've ever seen. Like this is freaking Faker versus Death. Like one of arguably one of the greatest storylines, probably the greatest storyline we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but New York was just different, and I think part of it was because there were an A like you know teams still there, uh, and as well the the LPL fans like. Mm. 
came out. Oh, they were there, and mm. oh my god, were they loud! And it, it, it just was cool because it was like it was competing interests, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know the the LCS fans would would get pumped, and then the LPL fans would get pumped, and same thing with LEC and, and LCK. Like there was a good mix of everybody within the six thousand. And that place was rocking. Like, it was a lot smaller, but, I mean, for my eyes, man, I, I will tell you what. Freaking New York was, it was pretty cool. Mm. That's good. It's good to hear. It's, I love it. I love you guys for bringing it and uh, being able to get that energy. But it also, also gives me hope. You're telling me that LCS Finals, the energy was immediately there. Whereas this one oh was kind God, of like yes. build up. Yeah, like when the LCS fans have a team to root for, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yeah. LCS finals in Chicago and, 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 and like being and seeing Danny do what he did in Houston, not knowing obviously that would be his potentially last finals. Mm. It was it was it was eye opening. I, I will be honest with you, because I've been to finals. I've seen people lose their minds over double lift and bjergsen winning a championship and you know 100 thieves getting their first one but it was like this was uh, houston and chicago specifically like you could tell people had been missing it when Mm. we didn't have you know finals for two years yeah and the the crowd was nuts and every time there's a silver scrapes people lose their minds Mm. i mean even in the c9 games that were you know when they won their championship this summer they were pretty relatively stomps right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and even still the fans were going nuts you know cowrie played out of his mind people were like really backing him up like it was just yeah i would always say that if you can go to an lcs finals you should go the 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 fandom like the fan experience there as well is was 10 times better than what was at worlds which Ah. is really sad to say um (laughs) yeah you know especially in new york there wasn't really a fan experience Um, in new york it was just you came in you watched the games at least from my perspective they had small little like gatherings here and there but those were pretty eh. so yeah world's finals were better though for that you know Mm -hmm. when you can bring out um you know mary and pippin and and have them do a podcast with lcs people that was pretty cool but that's awesome that's awesome yeah Uh, you got me hyped um definitely i mean there's gonna be lcs championship all around so i'm i'm looking ahead to see what 2023 brings so i can book my book my trip all right with that said let's let's hear it from you man this was you know from those who are watching the storyline built up drx t1 final yeah i mean that was crazy to think about i'm just like okay def he has a great storyline you know it's drx they're a fourth seed they got to the finals i mean after they won their semifinals i was like i don't i don't care that i predicted (laughs) t1 to win at all because even then you know everyone had already counted t1 out but they they just dominated but drx i was like i don't care if drx beat genji i'm gonna become a zealot for zeka oh oh my god Gosh, that game five, the silver scrape. It got in there, it got into that point, and then the finals. So you've watched you, I'm I'm gonna assume you watch every single finals. Yeah. Yeah. Where does this one rank for you? Story, the context, how the game played out, getting all the way to how the game ended. 
This one is number one, but there is a number two in in Fun Plus Phoenix that that actually follows close for me, just because um, that storyline actually felt scripted. This one was. <laughs> I here's the thing: when we're talking about what DRX were able to do, right? This team shouldn't have even been there. I mm-hmm. had them not even making it to groups, okay? Oh. Because they did not look good going into this, yes. right? Like they barely, barely made it. And like, not only did they beat Faker and four of the best young players in the world, but they established themselves, right? Like people like Kingen, right? People like Zeka, like you're talking about, right? And Barrel getting finally, I think um, the respect that he really deserves, right? And even Piosik, like was 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 great. Like yeah, he he missed some smites. You know, it, it's pretty intense moments, especially for Worlds Finals, and they still won. I, you know, a little luckily at times, but this team, there's never been a journey like what DRX had to go through. And and I put this on Twitter. I was saying the fact that people have to remember. This team was in the United States or, or, or in North America slash Central America for over two months. They played part of September, all of October, and the beginning of November. That is unheard of. It has never happened before. And it's just the excitement for them to win was amazing, mm-hmm. to say the least. Oh my word! You, ha- you bringing that into context, right? We f- readily forget about like the traveling that took place. We just know they were in Mexico, they were in New York, they were in San Francisco. I mean, Atlanta, and then they made Atlanta it to San Francisco. Yeah, all that we know from just listening to teams about how the traveling impacts, you know, their well-being, the adjustment. But they, oh my, this team. It it made this story even better than initially thought because the games, how the game played out. Yeah, we haven't even talked about how the game played out. Uh, <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, I don't know about. Well, you were at on at San Francisco, so the time mm-hmm. zone worked out well for you. I was in my bed, like zoning in and out because it was oh, like yeah. twelve or eleven or twelve in the morning. I was like, every time I, well. I was like. I, I saw the game in the beginning. My eyes started getting uh, weary, and I saw, like, you know, T1 was leading. I was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, whatever. It's going to be T1. They're going to do their whatever. I opened my eyes. DRX is leading. DRX says win a team fight. I was like, holy crap. I cannot sleep after this. But No, well, and, and that's the thing is it was really hard to sleep that night because I, I'm actually from the East Coast as well. Mm. So I flew out there, and – my time schedule was all messed up and i had i had to be up by 3 30 in the morning for my flight so we got done in we got done at the venue um you know doing the press conferences and stuff Mm -hmm. and interviews uh i I got out of there at one in the morning you know and it's like and i looked at my buddy thomas baker who was there with me from game house and i Mm -hmm. was like if there's ever a night that i'm not going to sleep this this was worth it this was it because it's just you just you don't know if you'll ever see it again right like as big of a league of legends fan as i am we don't know what 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 worlds is going to be right we don't know Mm -hmm. what na league of legends or even truthfully what league of legends is going to be in five years i like to believe 
that League of Legends is still going to be, you know, arguably the most popular game in the world. Mm-hmm. But we just have no idea. And yeah. so that is a memory that will forever stay with me because those games were truly iconic. I mean, there were journalists near me, big time people, legitimately in tears over how great those games were. Mm. And I can tell you this much that I've never seen that before. Ah. I've been to 15 to 20 different events and I've never seen people legitimately in tears over how great the opening ceremony was, how Mm. great everything was leading up to it. And like just the ending, I I mean, I'm not much of a crier in that way, like, you know, over (laughs) Mm -hmm. things like that. But like, even I was getting some tears. I was just like, I can't believe this. So yeah, I will tell people if you ever get a chance to go to, uh, to worlds in any way, or which I know sometimes financially it may be tough because mm-hmm. it was like a thousand dollars a ticket yeah. apparently for Ooh, certain parts of it. Um, yeah, which is crazy. Um, but you know, if you can go to at least an LCS finals for anybody who's listening from North America, then you should do that. It's just a no-brainer in my opinion. Just once, you know, you won't regret it. Even if it is a three-zero, they still make it a good experience. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, um, the journalists or some of the people there, for them to be so uh, tied up emotionally in that in that moment we we may have just witnessed history of a league of legends like this could be by itself the best uh worlds for a long yeah. long time until you know a great story may surface up but this one was the first in in many ways uh i guess in in how we see drx uh death and faker story silver scrapes and how it even got there because every single game i tweeted this out uh, while i was watching even though t1 won the first game every single game um you know when i thought t1 was gonna win i still thought like drx is making them earn it but drx ended up being the victor in a lot of those (sighs) which one was your favorite out of the five Oh, it's got to be game five. Gotta be I mean, just, I mean, like Guma Yushi stealing so many objectives with a freaking Varus Q. Like when he <laughs> did that the second time, I oh, believe it was that's at right. Baron, right? Mm-hmm. We, I almost lost my voice from screaming so loud. I couldn't. I was like, "Oh my god! I don't know what's going on right now. This game is, this game was just so." back and forth and you could just feel the emotions and like you see faker trying to one more time just outbrain everybody right mm-hmm. with the back door and yeah. you're like oh my god like are they gonna stop like what is going on and then you found out in the press conference they prepped the, for that Oof. they said hey when we're going to this faker's gonna probably try to back door so we need to make sure we get back quickly enough and it's just wow. like the big brain stuff mm-hmm. i mean it's just crazy i yeah, I, I listen. All the games were great. Don't get me wrong, mm. but how often are we gonna get a fifth game at Worlds that's not even close to being a stomp? I mean, every game I think went like at least 35, 40 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, and they were just—it was back and forth and back and forth, and it was action packed most of the time too. So, yeah, I I will tell you that I personally think it's Game Five and. Mm. It was just so well played, too. I mean, it was beautiful. It was like watching a dance. I mean, yeah. truly. Yeah, this is peak. I'm telling you, how many people, much less a team, fourth seed LCK, 
would not be tilted or like mental boomed after you got your parents stolen and like that. Yeah, like, and they also got a drag. I think Dragon Soul stolen too, if I remember correctly. So like, uh, was, that I know game, it was at least a dragon. Yeah, there was but, a dragon stolen. I think it was DRX who stole it. Oh, I don't know, but there was no, a lot no, of steal. They, Objective I was. I think Guma. I think Guma stole twice in that <sighs> game alone, and they still like. I said this to somebody else because I think it happened like multiple times in the series, right? Where Piosik mm-hmm. was unfortunately not able to get the smites. But I sat, I sat with somebody and I was like, "Hey, like I think this would have been the three-one DRX if he had hit those smites in some of those games, right? Like, and that's what that's what made Game Five so good is even though Piosik was was arguably having one of the worst jungle games in in history mm-hmm. that I can think of. Mm-hmm. I mean, series truly, right? Especially at Worlds. The rest of his team was were they were there to pick him up, and it was people that you didn't expect. I mean, Zeka's world's performance is something that I don't know that we have ever seen, where a, a player truly just comes out of nowhere, right? Like nobody expected anything out of him at mm-hmm. all, and like, God, that Kingen was so unbelievable in that series. I mean, it's just like you didn't they didn't have to lean on Deft, right? They they mm-hmm. didn't have to worry. That Piosik missed something. They just were able to come back and do their thing and stay focused. And just seeing Deft get that trophy finally and just seeing him cry was so emotional. I mean, mm. I, I'm sure you can probably tell from my voice, but I mean, seriously, like reliving this even in my head right now, mm. it's just the energy, the emotions flowing from everybody. Yeah, I don't think there will ever be anything like a game five again. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I truly mean that. I don't mm-hmm. know that we will ever have that again because I don't think Faker will ever face anybody like that again in his career. And mm-hmm. I don't know when the next Faker will come around. That's so. true. That's so true. Wow. It, it's really hard to kind of like close the book, but the 2022 season has come to an end for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And that I couldn't ask for a better ending. I it. You know, for us here at uh, Evil Geniuses, we had a great beginning. So it was a great year all around for us (laughs) overall. But it's a good ending and perhaps a ending that a lot of us needed. So let's talk about looking ahead, 2023. Um, You know, NA, let's, you know, just overall, for a lot of people, it was a disappointment in the way that we uh, Mm -hmm. performed at Worlds. We didn't, there was no, no one that got out of groups or quarters um no yeah nobody got out of no, groups. nobody got out of groups sadly. um and i think across all uh groups where any had played we more or less ended with the same record right two and, i believe yeah. we all had one in five, one in five. but uh evil geniuses technically finished third mm. because of g2 also finishing one in five correct so, yeah that tiebreaker yeah. it, so what is your sense about this did we take a step back did we you know was this just par for the course what is your thought on na big picture and then we'll talk about your team a bit. sure i mean i think i don't know that there has been a more important team and i'm not just saying this because i'm on the live evil podcast like you can you can check my twitter and and everything else but there has never, in my opinion, outside of maybe like 2016, 2017 TSM and, you know, the double lift TL teams, I think the top three teams of importance to the LCS, besides those two, are is, is your team, is the Evil Geniuses. What they proved to everybody, 
was that NA talent can be good if you cultivate it, if you give it a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I fully believe this. And I've and again, I said it at Worlds. I've said it everywhere else. I believe that if Danny had played, I believe you all would have won two championships in a row. Mm. And I also believe that as long as his mental state right was right. was healthy, right. um, we're getting peak like Danny. Yes, yeah, like like yeah, like healthy mental, like feeling good about himself, confident Danny. I actually think Evil Geniuses make it out of their group. Um, I really do believe that, and and it's not a knock on Cowrie. I mean, mm-hmm. we've interviewed him twice. He's a great guy. Yeah. I'm excited to see you know him likely going to the LEC, but um, you know, I think that. I think for me, it was either Evil Geniuses um, made it out, or nobody was going to make it out. I, 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 I well, I shouldn't say that. I thought I thought Cloud Nine was going to be yeah. better. That was easily the biggest disappointment mm-hmm. for me. My expectations for Hundred Thieves were relatively low. The meta didn't suit them super well, so I, I don't know. I mean, overall for NA, yes, it was a huge disappointment. Yes, it was a huge step back, but. I think this is necessary, mm. right? The more often that you see failure, right, the the more often you can learn from it. Whether or not these owners actually pay attention or not is going to be what's important mm. for the LCS. And if they realize that, hey, you, you have to have three players on your team that are from NA, and that's not changing anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've asked it. There have been multiple other journalists who have asked it. That I think Travis specifically asked it in his recent interview. Uh, Travis Gafford, for those mm-hmm. who may not know. And that rule's not changing anytime soon, right? Yeah. Uh, regardless of apparently all the NA owners or something wanting to do it, mm. I don't know if that's true or not, but that is something that has been talked about. It, you know, it, it, it would break the integrity of the game and, um, you know, it'd be a huge problem for a lot of the other regions uh, if NA were just to buy all their best players, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what would happen. So yeah. uh, these teams have to learn. They have to adapt and they have to start developing younger players and you're starting to see it you know your your evil geniuses team golden guardians plan mm-hmm. uh with an arrow what he's talking about where hey we're gonna have five veterans but if, you know what's gonna happen is we're gonna replace you know most of these guys with young talent that we can build around them and that's how we'll build find success and i think we'll hopefully see uh an investment into the na scene because it ain't going nowhere it's the best it's, i mean it's the most important scene arguably to riot games considering it's their home region and uh the the viewership base in north america is worth more to um advertisers than anywhere else Mm. so you know yeah Yeah. to me that's just i mean that's that's my perspective on it i think while i'm really pissed off about it still to be honest with you Mm -hmm. and how bad it was i do think it was a necessary step to start uh, the process that needs to happen for us to even have a chance at Worlds in the next, you know, three to five years. I definitely uh, appreciated how you uh, unfolded that. It, it's a necessary um, thing that may happen, may need to happen. I also, you know, coming from the Evil Geniuses, I, I this year being able to say that we see like this works, this can work. You need to cultivate, you need to continue to, yep. um, you know, invest in the local talent i know that all that talks about uh removing the import limits was all from last year but i'm glad that this happens just to show us that um we can 
build on this and you know listening to peter he uh, shared a bit on his twitter i think he's very yeah much um encouraged to see that uh you know under the leadership of jackie jackie felling that um mm-hmm. you we are in moving in a good direction and i'm really really going to be excited to see what will happen for us as a region itself now sadly <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of changes for evil genius so, you know we have this one year of success but so much changes is coming along uh i've addressed the many of those in my previous pod and it's really really scary to kind of see like you know all the key figures that put the team together and call uh, and develop those talents are now off to different um you know different uh regions or have different responsibilities that they need to fulfill so mm-hmm. um you know i don't know if you've had a chance to talk a little bit about that but i'm more interested in what you're looking forward to for tsm coming into sure. 2023 yeah, I will ask real quick. Um, is is Artemis gone too? I, I thought mm. Artemis was still going to be there. Artemis looks like he is. Uh, I have to dig back up. I think I do believe he's still going to be there. It's Rigby Turtle and uh, Peter that are gone. That are gone. Mm. Yeah, I I do think that Artemis is kind of the secret sauce. Mm. <laughs> While everybody else is there, I think him staying will help. Mm. But just to throw that out there. But for TSM, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I don't really know mm. and. That feels unfortunate to have to say, but mm. they are um, everything is up in the air for them right now. Mm. Uh, the only person that I am about ninety five percent sure is staying is Chime. Mm. After that, I have no idea. Really, I really thought that they were going to keep Soul mm-hmm. uh, and Instinct, uh, and then they announced that they were releasing them. Mm. Um, I'm really hoping the rumors aren't true. I won't throw that on here. You guys can go check for, on Twitter for some of these things that are going on. <laughs> but um, I think it's going to be a pretty terrible year for TSM, if I'm being completely honest with you. And I thought last year was really bad. I don't think this year will be worse. I just don't think it'll be exciting. I think TSM are going for a roster that is not embarrassing and has – like a 5% chance to make it to Worlds, and that'll be about it. And I don't know that they're investing in talent to bring up anytime soon. Mm. I just think it's a total checkout from TSM. And uh, to be completely honest with you, Chris, I think a huge disappointment for TSM fans. But we'll see. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not in their internal discussions as much as I would like to be, so I could bop them over the head <laughs> and remind them to, you know, remember where they came from and, and why they are what they are right now. Uh, and it is literally because of this league and the fans that they garnered uh, that TSM has chants all around the world, uh, even at Worlds in San Francisco with thousands upon thousands of people not from the United States. Uh, it happens at every world's and while it is a bit of a meme there's not a more recognizable brand yes uh in in, outside of t1 probably in in the world and you know i i just it is um it's very it's very depressing for me to have to watch through another year of it especially with all the content i had planned so we'll see i would love to be wrong i i had heard so many different things at one point it was really bad and then another point it was a total 180 everything that they were planning on was starting to fall into place and then everything just went bad again 
So I'm really hoping that since we still have like a week or so before free agency starts, that things start to flip back towards what they need. Um, but I will say the rumors are not good mm. uh, currently, which makes me sad. Look, Robert, it's for TSM. They they will find a way, right? We thought the last year was bad, like you said. Um, but now that you can start from the bottom, there can there's no other way but up for them. <laughs> so Maple's I not wish that was the case. I will tell you this much. Mm. I think there's a chance that they finish 10th, at least in one split, potentially both. You're telling me that Reggie's promises will not come through. He always comes through for our promises, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, If you have abandonment issues, you should just prepare. (laughs) I'll just say that. We'll always welcome you with open arms. You'll, you'll, you can come over. Oh, I, I, I want you to know. I was going to tell you this on the podcast. (laughs) If, if the things that I'm worried about happen, and I'm not really a team jumper. I had to live through. I'm from Cincinnati, and the Bengals oh, and the Reds have been god awful yes. most of my life up until recently. Mm-hmm. All right, and I have stuck through mm. literal teams that had they intentionally were not winning. Right? <laughs> yes. I don't know that I can do it with yep. this team just because of the intent that they may have. Mm. So there's a chance that I will be an evil geniuses fan because i love me some jojo and instinct has been one of my favorite players Mm. in all of the league of legends scene for a while and i said at the beginning of the year in an article that inst or that not instinct sorry um, impact or inspired inspired inspired, inspired, sorry sorry, inspired uh that inspired was the biggest pickup Mm. in the lcs and it was going to go under the radar and lo and behold he goes and he wins two MVP. Well, right. an MVP. A split MVP. So. You know, multiple Love weekly him. MVPs. Love him. The longer that you all can keep him <laughs> and Danny together mm. and Vulcan, the the just the better your team is going to be. And it's going to be so fun to watch. We're always going to have a seat for you here. And who knows? Maybe three hosts <laughs> for this podcast will have a good rotation. But for the hey. sake of, you know, keeping the league fun, I do hope the best for TSM because it's just hard to imagine that. Uh, you know, not having TSM talks around us. Thanks. <laughs> I can't imagine it either. I have a full plan for next year, and it's already feeling like it's going to just be very much me being depressed on every episode and being like, wow, hey, look at this pick and ban. Looks like <laughs> I picked and banned for the team. <laughs> that's a mistake. Maybe that's the, that's the angle we're petitioning for TGH to take over TSM. Hey, you know, if Reggie wants to, I will gladly step in and help him and Dominic do their thing because yeah. I am very concerned with the path for this team right now, at least in terms of the LCS. Uh, let's not end too much on a somber note, but let's continue <laughs> to celebrate the year end and hope for the best. Now, thank you so much for just taking your time and uh, talking after sure. World's Aftermath. It's you know, having you there, having your eyes there for us to listen and absorb. It's been amazing. So why don't you let people know uh, where they can find you, where they can, you know, find your work and, you know, anything that's upcoming for you in this, you know, off season. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I, I am uh, a part owner uh, and the president of the game house. Um, so you can check us out there, the game, H-A-U-S. Uh, we've got content, uh, sports and esports and gaming, all three uh, mm-hmm. combined into one. 
a lot of Pokemon news right now oh. since the new games are coming out soon. So a lot of stuff going on with that. And then, um, yeah, you can find any of my work uh, with uh, Talking TSM on uh, on YouTube right now. Uh, you just look up Talking TSM and you'll, you'll, you'll find us there. Or you can look up The Game House. It's under The Game House's channel as well. And I'm coming out with uh, three episodes a week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And uh, during the season, uh, Monday through Friday potentially awesome. depending on when the games are actually played awesome, so awesome. yeah that's right changing format oh well thank you so much uh you will find all of that information in our show notes and folks until next time live evil